Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie Apps, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, December 25th, 2019. Today we're reading from the Big Book. We're in Chapter 6, and we're on page 78, the second paragraph, Most Alcoholics Owe Money. Today's readers are, for the 12 Steps, Gail B., for the 12 Traditions, Diane V., and reading the text are Craig F., Cynthia C., and Janice B. The reference numbers for Tuesday, December 24th, 2019, are for the 7 a.m., 13,868, that's 13868, and for the 10 a.m., 13870, that's 13,870. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Gail B. to read the 12 steps. Good morning. This is Gail B. The 12 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, saw through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Happy holidays and thank you for allowing me to be of service. Thank you, Gail. I will now ask Diane V. to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning. I'm Diane V., a compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. 
Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in affairs in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for the opportunity to do service. Happy holidays to all, and I pass. Thank you, Diane. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no absence requirement for sharing on topics. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book and we're on page 78, the second paragraph, which starts most alcoholics owe money. And I will ask Craig F to begin reading. Good morning. Thank you. And Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah to everybody. This is Craig F. Recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Most alcoholics owe money. We do not dodge our creditors. Telling them what we're trying to do, we make no bones about our drinking. They usually know anyway, whether we think so or not. Nor are we afraid of disclosing our alcoholism on the theory it might cause financial harm. Approached in this way, The most ruthless creditor will sometimes surprise us. Arranging the best deal we can, we let these people know we are sorry. Our drinking has made us slow to pay. We must lose our fear of creditors, no matter how far we have to go, for we are liable to drink if we are afraid to face them. For me, this is a continuation of this idea that the steps are an ego-reducing process. my my ego uh, would say uh, would try to make excuses. It's not my fault. 
that uh, I was not unable to pay. Uh, you know, the, I'm a victim here. Uh, the world was uh, cruel to me. My ex-wife messed up. Whatever, whatever reason I needed to make, um, whatever excuse, so that I didn't have to stand there and simply say, I, I, I was wrong. I, I mismanaged. Um, it, it's my fault. And here's what I'm willing to do to make it right. Um, and you know, in today's world, uh, um, creditors are a little different than they were probably back then. Uh, you know, they're more corporate in nature. You know, we, we, uh, you don't know the butcher store on the corner. Well, most people don't, you know, we haven't run up a, a tab for groceries at the grocery store. Um, most of us, it's credit card debt or it's, uh, that sort of thing, or the IRS. But nonetheless, the principle is still the same. You know, if we face these creditors, if we just say, um, you know, I, I owe the money and here's what I'm willing to do, um, and, and stop trying to make pretense and excuse, uh, generally people will work with us. And, uh, you know, I, I came in to, to uh, the program a long time ago but I came in owing a lot of money. I'm coming out of a bad marriage, and we uh, mismanaged and, uh, 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 you know, lived like there was no tomorrow. And, uh, um, you know, I, I I simply had a lot of debt. And I, I did find that if I would go to people and say, I, I'm in over my head, here's what I can do, you know, um, that people would work with me. And and it was humiliating. It was humbling, uh, to be sure, to, to to not be able to sit there and say I'm I'm uh, some sort of uh, you know I've got it all together. I, I've got uh, uh, a lot of cash in the bank. I can just write you a check, or you know. But but I I had to uh, I had to swallow my pride. And 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 in reality, that's what this is about. It's about swallowing my false pride and just uh, being who I am, just allowing the truth to be the truth and, uh, and to face it. And uh, uh, when I do that, then I'm a lot less likely to go back out when I, when I simply um, uh, allow myself to be myself and uh, allow the reality of the world to be the reality of the world and not try to make something uh, of it that it isn't. And uh, so uh, with that, I'm going to pass. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Craig. Thanks for getting us started on page 78, the second paragraph. So if you haven't shared recently and would like to, please give me your first name and the first initial of your last name. Santa H. Santa H. Lisa B. Lisa B. Marge O. Marge O. Lindy F. Lindy F. I can take a few more. Elise N. Elise N. Okay, well, let's go with that. We have Santa H, Lisa B, Marge O, Lindy F, and Elise N. 
Go ahead, please, Santa. And if you're not Santa, please mute your phone. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Santa H. I'm grateful to cover the photo of Edith from New Jersey. And good morning to my fellows. And thank you, Katie, for your service. And special thank you to Team Wednesday. Oh, wow. I, I really thought that I was getting away with something because I did not see this come up at all in fourth or eighth step. And then now when I get to the ninth step, restitution comes up. And I, too, um, just like Craig was talking about for himself, I um, was in a bad marriage, and there was a lot of debt that I had to take on because it was in my name. And even though I, you know, I, I don't want to take responsibility for paying for, for what was purchased with with um, with credit cards, but it was my responsibility to pay them. And so when I got to this paragraph, I was in chills because it was like, okay, now I have to really face this and be honest. And the first thing that I took care of was my student loan and money, money that I owed, we owed to my mother. And, um, and I just set up a payment, payment plan. And just like it says here, um, um, you know, they were, you know, these creditors that I was running from and had so much fear and getting letters and phone calls from, um, they were very helpful for my student loan ladder. It was very helpful. Um, they helped me come up with a plan where I could pay my student loan off in five years. And I, I really was grateful for that. And my other credit cards, I just worked out a payment plan and paid it off little bit by little. I worked with the largest ones first. And my mother, I set up a payment plan for that. And, you know, I'm grateful today because of doing the work in this program that I'm debt-free. And, um, and I learned today that, you know, when it comes to money in general, and this is what we're talking about here, um, you know, it, it's, it's not mine. You know, it all comes from God. And however it filters into my hands, it doesn't matter where it comes from, but I know wherever it comes from, it comes from God. And it was God that helped me get through paying those bills because I couldn't see where the money was coming from. But through a very constructive budget and following my my intuition, um, I was able to do that. And today I look at money as, you know, it's not for me, it's for my higher power and how, you know, where it comes from, it's, it's all from him. Whether it comes from, from my friend or from my parents most of the time, I know that it comes from God. I don't make anybody or anyone my higher power about money anymore. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Santa. Okay, Lisa B., you're up, followed by Marge O. Good morning. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and I spell my name L-E-S-A. Thank you for your service. Um, I was looking at this reading this morning, and, and there was a word that really jumped out for me. It says, um, let's see here. It's, uh, we, well, this is the chapter into action. You know, it's action. And it says, no matter how far we have to go, and that little word go is really what, you know, jumped out for me. And that's an action word. And I just wanted to share some things that, you know, when reflecting back, um, I became changed in the process of taking these steps, like what the reader shared. It's that ego deflation. I can't wait until I feel up to doing it. I can't wait until I have enough faith to do it. I have to do it even though I don't feel faith or clarity or how it's going to work out. You know, I have to go forward. 
And um, I don't wait for the change to happen inside of me before I take the action steps. And it was the same with abstinent. You know, if I waited until I felt like being abstinent and felt like I could stay abstinent, like it would never happen. I have to do it all believing that it's going to happen. And this is this is what I wanted to share. So I had to lose, yes, my fear of creditors, no matter how far I had to go. And through sharing with other fellows that have strong long-term abstinence and a recovered state that I hear share on this line, I went to and I um, asked for some insight and directions. Um, the other thing is believing that this change is going to happen. Again, it's that step one experience of knowing who and what I am, the hopeless understanding of the allergy of the body and the obsession of the mind, and that this, what this book teaches me, that there is really no hope for me. You know, I can't get a self-help book and believe that I'm going to be changed. I really need a personality change, and it's through doing these steps. And then by letting, and that word go, that little word go, like how far I have to go, I was thinking in, on page 88 how it says, so we let God discipline us in the simple way we have outlined. And that transformation that happened for me is that grace, the grace of God becomes enough. That is what becomes enough and drives me and fills me. It fills my mind, my soul, and my body. And then I have the realization of God's grace as being enough for me, but I first had to take the action step. So with that, I pass. Thank you, Lisa. Marjo, you're up, followed by Lindy F. Good morning. May I be heard? Yes. Thank you very much. Happy holidays to everyone. Um, this paragraph just means so much to me and has, for the longest time, I suffered owing certain people money or I had done some strange things around money and ate through it all. And I didn't know it was ego deflating, that that was the purpose. I just thought it was all about my being ashamed and being thrown out of the family, thrown out of this particular organization I was involved with. All of that behavior, I just did not realize that when I came into program, that there was a way to stop feeling like that and stop wanting to eat all the time and I, and just keep using charge cards and anything, any way that I could try to feel a little bit better, which lasted about 22 minutes in reality. I would have a new this or I'd have a new that or I'd buy it for you. There was something about that. I kept thinking that I had to be as good as or better than if I owned this or if I owned that caused a great deal of difficulty in my marriage. I used money that didn't belong to me. I made restitution later on, but guess what? The restitution was far more expensive than the original <laughs> um, faux pas that I, uh, that I, that I um, was engaged in, and it was far beyond a faux pas. It really was the disease owned me. It just owned me, and I had all this compulsive behavior around money, around food that I just couldn't understand. And when I finally first did my first um, group of work around the eighth and ninth step, it was so elevating in the sense that I started to feel like a real person and that I could live among others and be a man among men, as it says in the big book. 
So I am eternally grateful for this program, and thank you for all that are sharing today. And enjoy your day as best you can. Thank you. I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Marge. Okay, Lindy F., you're up, followed by Elise N. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, great. Um, my name is Lindy F. Um, I'm a compulsive overeater, and I appreciate this meeting and the opportunity to um, share with my fellow fellow compulsive overeaters. Um, before I got on this line, I, I was awake and I was praying about money and fear and financial insecurity. And um, for me, um, facing my money situation and, as somebody said, um, do, taking action about it, was probably the most terrifying part of my recovery. And I remember at one point lying in bed, being completely terrified and praying and completely turning it over because there was absolutely nothing else I could do about it in that moment. Um, The situation just looked so dire. And I am continuing to um, face it and take responsibility. And I have a lot of uncertainty. um, And I am always trying to let go and turn it over and ask for the next right step. And I think that there's, on one hand, there's action we need to take. It's action I need to take and things I need to do in faith. And on the other hand, um, there's no, like, I don't know how to say this, like financial fix. It's still... This is still a spiritual recovery that I need, um, and that there's a difference between me taking responsibility and me trying to fix my life with some elusive financial security. And it's hard for me to know where that line is. Um, And I try to remember that the answer is a spiritual solution, and I just am trying to take the next right steps um, around my finances and understand what that is. Um, thank you, and I hope everyone has a good day. I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lindy. Okay, Elise, Ann, you're up, and then we'll open it up for more sharers. Hi. Uh, good morning, and happy holidays. Um, thank you all for being here. Um, um, I um, didn't have major debt, um, but what I did have, um, and I still have sometimes, is vagueness around money. Um, we, we, okay, you're, now we can hear you. You kind of cut out. Sorry. Time. Okay, um, there's certain vagueness around money and fear around money. Um, I was married to somebody who was spending like I eat, and like I was eating, and so I was felt very insecure, um, would go to the store, there wouldn't be enough money to buy 
you know, to buy the food and my friend would have to help me. And it was a very, you know, very scary time. Um, but when he passed away, I had to look in the mirror about the money. And I now belong to um, Debtors Anonymous. Um, and I, I weigh and measure my money the same way I do the food. And it's been a tremendous help. I've seen a lot of people get out of tremendous debt. And I know what I spend all the time. And um, I don't have fear around financial insecurity anymore. Um, even um, though you know, I ended up looking at my numbers, not being afraid, getting a second job. And even though my job doesn't pay as much as I want it to pay, I was I now knew I should change my first job, and I'm in the process of doing that. And I'm very grateful for that clarity. Um, I would welcome anybody on the line that's having that fear of financial insecurity if they want to call me and talk about that program. Um, it's called Debtors Anonymous. It's um, and they have Under Earners Anonymous that helps with that issue. But it's uh, it's you know one thing. Every for me, everything is connected. My spending was connected to my eating because when I was eating, I spent the money on food. When I'm not eating, I don't um, spend too much money, except for once in a while, like an impulsive buy that has to be kept in check. But in general, I do very well. Um, I just have to stay out of vagueness to stay out of fear. So, um, again, thank you so much for being here, and happy holidays, and I pass. Thank you, Elise. <clears throat> okay, so if you've just joined us, we're on page 78, the second paragraph, Most Alcoholics Owe Money, and who else would like to share? Hi, Vanita L. Vanita L. Vanita Anita B and Viniti, Anita who? B. Anita B. Sheila O. Okay, Sheila O. Love this. Names I don't normally hear. Liz W. Liz W. I could take one more. There's someone waiting to say their name. Roz G. Roz G. Okay, so I have Benita L, Cynthia V, Vinny T, Anita B, Sheila O, Liz W, and Roz G. Go ahead, please, Benita L. And if you're not Benita, please press star one to mute your phone. Hi, Benita L, compulsive overeater. Um, you know, it's, I just finished the fifth step and I'm on the sixth and the fear has really raised its head, um, on that and a fear about financial insecurity is, um, yeah, it's a, it has been a big one for me. And I recently went through a big shift in my life and where I have some, I have more financial freedom and that didn't help the fear. It seemed that the change and not in being employment free at the moment has just uh, made the fear even worse. And so 
it's interesting to see how that fears can be divorced just from um, reality and um, great peace came to me after doing my fifth book. And so it's really good for me to listen because I also really deprive myself financially. I don't know. I'm pretty frugal, you know, I guess compared to a lot of people. So I also can see ways where I deprive myself. So again, finding that balance for me is the tricky part. Happy holidays. And I was so happy that there was a meeting this morning. And thank you to everybody. Okay, thank you, Vanita. Okay, Cynthia V, you're up, followed by Vinnie T. I think that was Cynthia C, if I'm correct. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Cynthia Thanks. C. Hi, this is Cynthia C, compulsive reader and food addict, recovered compulsive reader and food addict in Newton, Massachusetts. Happy holidays. Everybody who celebrates, um, I'm so grateful to be on the line today and to get up and to do service. Um, and to connect in with all of you. So thank you very much. Um, I've had mixed reactions to this paragraph today. Um, I'm thinking, oh, I I don't have financial (laughs) problems, which is just not true. It's how I continue to lie to myself. Um, I've been married for 22 and a half years, and and I always had financial issues, and 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 I owed a lot of money, and my husband had encouraged me at that point to declare bankruptcy, um, which I did. And I know the laws have changed and it's not so easy to do it. But as I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, and I, I don't know what amends I owe to that, but but I think it was just really important for me to remember that, um, you know, my my nature when I'm not in recovery is to be out of control in every every way. And making amends, my, my ninth step amends has, freed me so much from my addiction and my compulsive overeating and have given me a closer connection to my higher power. Um, but, you know, I, if it weren't for my husband, I, I, can, I can see how grateful I am to him because he is tight with money and that is not my nature. And so over the 22 and a half years, we have thought a lot about money. Um, the, my recovery in this program has allowed my career to improve and I'm making more money and he's making more money certainly I think in part because I'm not as out of control and I'm a more supportive wife and we're both doing better but um, you know we still have debts and um, you know and 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 part of for me making my amends has been taking on paying some of our debts we've had a sort of a traditional relationship where he sort of takes care of paying the bills and I take care of other things and and I'm seeing that um, part of my recovery is to, to be more of a financial partner in my marriage and for me to take on things that I think are painful or hard. I don't want to deal. You know, I, I grew up in a very, very, very dysfunctional, alcoholic, drug-addicted home. My, my parents looked like they had a huge amount of money, but they always spent way more than they ever had. We were always deeply in debt and deeply in financial distress. And I have... You know, that is the pattern. That is that pattern of chaos and drama that I brought into my adult life because I didn't know anything else. And the 12 steps has been showing me a different way of living within a structure and a foundation and being a responsible adult. And so it's just for me to learn 
in a new way to, to be recovered. You know, I can apply the 12 steps of recovery in all aspects of my life and I can take responsibility for this part in our marriage. And my husband, and I've been talking about budgeting Time, and please. I can see, thank you. And I can see how I can keep applying that so I can be a, a more compassionate partner. Thank you so much for your service this morning. I'll pass. Thank you, Cynthia. And Vinny T, you're up, followed by Anita B. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes. Ah, thank you. Uh, this is Vinny T in North Carolina. Uh, happy holidays, everyone. Um, I I really never had money problems, uh, but I lived in such fear of financial insecurity that it it just made me, you know, completely stingy. And, you know, I, I felt that I needed enough money to feed my addictions, you know, to food and, and things, you know, shopping, whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, I just, you know, would not share it. And I was morally bankrupt, you know. Um, and and this program, you know, has, has, you know, opened my heart to, to other people and the needs of other people. And there are so many needs these days. And I'm I'm glad now to be able to, to you know, give money and not not fear for myself because I I know now that everything is is all right. I'm I'm safe and protected, and um, and I'm living you know a much happier life because of that. Uh, thank you. I'll pass. Thank you, Vinny and Anita B. You're up, followed by Sheila O. Hi, this is Anita B. from New Jersey, uh, recovering one day at a time. And I just wanted to share my experience uh, with with this paragraph, which is, um, you know, when I did my fourth and fifth steps in, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, I, uh, I never really thought I owed anybody anything, especially money. You know, I never robbed a bank or, you know, although I can remember... As I, you know, got clean and honest, I can remember taking money out of my mom's purse for my own personal use without asking. I can remember, you know, taking groceries that I didn't pay for. I can remember uh, borrowing a calculator from a school and never returning it. And I started to realize that, you know, I do owe financial amends to some people, and uh, that isn't easy. I remember, uh, you know, we can do things sometimes thinking we're doing the right thing, and it's absurd, but I can remember, like, returning to the owner of the grocery store just a huge bag of groceries, and that was the way to make my amends from taking things from his store that I didn't pay for. So, like, these are all things that are so hard to admit and want to face and say, I mean, you know, I heard on the line yesterday or the day before, you know, I have to do this even if it inconveniences me or I have to inconvenience myself to do it. I can't just hope like that he shows up and I can say, oh, I'm so sorry. I have to go out of my way. And, uh, man, if that isn't most uncomfortable, I think that's more uncomfortable than having to admit, you know, I took the groceries. But, uh, so I'm just grateful today that, you know, this meeting is just a regular everyday meeting because today is a big holiday for us and last night big holiday for us. And, you know, those resentments and those annoyances show up all the time. 
just grateful to have another day to uh, try to do God's will, try to be compassionate and caring and loving and supportive and giving. Uh, So that's all I have for today. I wish everybody a wonderful, abstinent day. Thanks for letting me share. Good morning. This is Sheila. I'm a compulsive overeater, recovered, but for the grace of God. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh huh. Oh, okay. I'm uh, Merry Christmas, and I'm just so happy that um, I got on the phone this morning. I um, I found out that you know, really, so many of us are you know mul- multiply addicted, and I certainly was one of them. Um, I'm a you know was a compulsive spender and a compulsive uh, shopper, compulsive debtor using credit cards and, um, you know, buying gifts for people like very, very like immature, vague, didn't want to take responsibility or no responsibility about money. I um, became disabled and I had to leave my nursing job many years ago. And I also lost my husband um, within that year. And, um, I just was terrified about the debt and I, um, and, and this is the way for me, it all worked together in that when I had the fear about other things and didn't have recovery around the other addictions, then the food would get to be the major problem in my life, and it, it was just very, very difficult, but I just want to give hope to anybody that's suffering from the money. I haven't used a credit card in about two and a half years. I um, I did go to the other uh, program that was mentioned already, and I found great hope there, and um, just wonderful, wonderful, simple ways uh, every day to take charge of my money and know what I was spending And uh, I did so much growing up um, when I addressed this compulsive shopping and credit card use. Um, It has helped me so much to find my my, um, abstinence in the food to get out of the terror of the money. And so today um, I'm on Social Security. I'm a very low-income person. And... um, I, I'm I'm 77 years old. I have some health problems and problems with my eyes. I'm just so grateful for the gifts that I've been given in this program by making uh, the amends. The um, my sisters would say, "Oh, just you know, go bankrupt." But bankruptcy is a non-issue here. I did not uh, choose that way, but. Um, I found a way, and to this day, on this Christmas day, I owe $300. <laughs> That's the last $300 on a credit card that I was way, way up there. And I just want to okay, offer time, this. Please. I just want to offer this hope for those people that are eating and debting in such a way. And um, thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you. Okay, Liz W., you're up, followed by Roz G. 
Thank you. Good morning. This is Liz W., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Virginia, and I'm just so glad to be here this morning. Thank you, everybody, for being here um, so I have a place to go. And, um, you know, I was thinking about money and how it, like, for me, it equates to the food. And I feel like with the food, I... um, I wanted just to eat as much of whatever I wanted because I don't want to think or feel or be responsible or grow up. I just want to eat and eat and eat so I don't have to deal with anything. And I thought, you know, that's how I, the addict in me, I want the same thing with the money. I want so much money in the bank, stockpile, just like food. There, there's just never enough. I want so much that I don't have to think or feel or be responsible or be an adult or deal with life. I can just, if I just have enough of everything, I don't have to deal with life. And, um, and that is just um, part of the insanity um, that I, the same thing I had with the food. So then when the food goes down and I can't be buried under a mountain of food, then all of a sudden all these other things, you know, rear, rear up that have to be looked at. And for me, um, the money is um, is something that um, it's a daily thing for me, especially around the holidays, because I like to compare myself with other people and what they're doing and what they have. And there's occasionally it'll rear its ugly head like, well, look at this other perfect family over here that went on a ski vacation with matching ski outfits on. And look at how happy they look. I wonder if we could be happy if we did that or um, and, and so I catch myself thinking about what money can do for me and what it can do to make me feel good. And I forget that this is a spiritual program. So when I get up in the morning and, you know, you look at page 86 and it says, how can I be of maximum usefulness to God and my fellow man? And that means with the money too. My money is part of my recovery. What, how can I use the money that God gave me? It's his. It's not mine. What can I do to be of maximum service to him and others with my money? Well, that means I got to let go of the stranglehold on it and quit hoarding it for me, for like my, you know, well, what about me? I have to think about what I can do to be a cheerful giver of my money and my time and my talents. And, um, and being in recovery helps me to do that because it gets me to focus on someone other than myself. So glad to be here today and I'll pass. Thank you, Liz. And Roz G., you're up, and then we'll have time for a few more. Good morning. Um, My name is Roz G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And uh, I'm here on this meeting very early in the morning as I'm from Palmdale, California. And uh, I'm here because it says that um, if I rest on my spiritual laurels, I'm in trouble, and that alcohol or food is a subtle foe, you know. And I'm having family over today, so I'm doing my food plan first and my my spirituality first today. But here's the the topic. Uh, the topic today is, um, you know, how about alcoholics compulsive? Most of us owe money, and um, I I am also a member of DA and have been for many years, and it grew me up, and um, I in my very, very early days in program before uh, Vision for You, you know, my very early days in OA, 
uh, I owed, uh, I was on welfare. I lived in poverty at some at, at a time in my life where I was on welfare for many years, or about five years. So that's not many, but um, and uh, because of my my you know my really difficult marriage, my husband would take all the money. Um, I received a ten thousand dollar check from some you know thing I was involved in. One of those. Lo- where everybody's involved, which I forget the name of it right now. I had no idea that was coming. So I hid the money because you're supposed to report everything to welfare. Well, I hid the money because I didn't want him to take it away from me. And it turned out many years later that they found it and I got a, a letter from welfare fraud, you know, that I had to appear before them. And so I talked this over with my sponsor because it scared me. I was so scared. And um, it ended up that, you know, she we talked about how we tell the truth and we make amends. So they came over to my house to check out my assets. And I told them that I joined a 12-step program. And I, I was not, I'm, not the, I'm not the same person that I used to be. And I was afraid. And I told them. You know, I bought the money with a car so that my kids and I would have a car to drive. And um, you know what? The lady ended up crying in my bedroom, <laughs> in my ba- in my uh, living room, and left, and I had never heard from welfare again. And, um, you know, I've had all kinds of different experiences in my recovery since then with food and relapse, but I stay in that program, and I write my, my money down and my numbers down just like I write my food down. It's like... You know, I have on my on my computer my food plan and my money, and um, it is a it's a you know it's just a it's maturity, and I and I feel the same way about my food. You know, with with OA, it's a mature, growing way for me to get up in the morning, do my prayer meditation, and put yeah, and put my food down in the food plan, so I know what I'm doing and I'm not vague. So Merry Christmas to those who celebrate. I thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Roz. Okay, so we have time for about three more shares. If you'd like to jump in, we're on page 78, the second paragraph. Most Mary O. Mary O. Okay, two more. Okay, well, go ahead, Mary, and maybe someone else will get the nerve while you talk. Okay. Uh, good morning. Mary L. in Florida recovered. Oh. I'm sorry. Um, who was that? Well, may, go ahead, Mary, please, and we'll get other people after you. Okay. Um, anyway, just looking at the big book and how beautiful that it sets out this step nine for us and you know, and we learned in the previous pages, you know, uh, you know, how we're making our list. And, um, you know, yesterday we were talking about, you know, the unexpected happenings. Um, you know, someone doesn't want to uh, accept our amends. And now, you know, comes the money part. And uh, I know for me and my, my first uh, go around with the steps that, you know, it, 
it was scary but easy to be able to go to someone and say, hey, look, sorry I offended you because I went off sideways there. That's you know not consistent with who I want to be today. Or, you know, um, when, you know, I had to make some of those deeper, deeper amends. But when the suggestion of money ever came up, it was like, ah! I was like, oh my God, money. I got to look at what I did, how I've been irresponsible around my money while I was in my addiction. Um, and that became a whole different level of, you know, fear and anxiety. And, um, you know, I just wanted to bring it back to the step where we're at in the book that, you know, we're talking about our step nine and, uh, you know, cleaning our side of the street um, and then just echo uh, what I've already heard, and that is, you know, when it comes to these matters of money, because some of us have done maybe perhaps things that are illegal, um, things that could uh, have us end up in jail if we were to go, that it's, you know, were to go uh, straight to making that amends, that, you know, it's always um, advisable um, to, uh, and for me, it's a must that I must take this to my sponsor, that to sit down one by one and look at these money issues that we've created um, and determine, and, uh, and I accepted from my sponsor what the appropriate action would be to make amends. And that's it, and uh, happy holidays, everyone. Thank you, Mary. Okay, we have time for two more shares. Who would like to share? Star one to unmute, and we're on page 78, the second paragraph. Hilda S. Maria S. Hilda S. Maria S. Okay. Go ahead, Hilda. And then Good Maria. morning, everybody. Oh, sorry. Good morning, everybody. This is Hilda. Um, happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. Happy New Year to come. Um, money is a major issue for me. I, I used to have um, a lot more, and I'm having a very hard time um living life without having the ability to spend 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 and to to to, to live an um extravagant life and and to give my kids the way I used to give them even though they're in their 20s now it's hanukkah for me and usually I would buy tons of gifts give them tons of money and I mean whatever I gave them was really nice and they really appreciated it and it was really special and um, I think on some level, it's God's um, message to me that I'm enough. I, I don't have to give so much um, in terms of money. Just myself is, is enough. Um, and I absolutely were was, if I was more responsible with the money in the past, and I know that's the past and it's water under the bridge and I have to live in the present, I would have a lot more security right now. So for today, I want to be, I'm, I'm committing myself with God to, and with his will to help me manage money better and praying for more financial security. So it's not just overspending, but it's also being able to pay my bills. Um, money is definitely an issue and shopping was definitely, um, and, will always, and still is uh, one of my addictions. Um, so one day at a time, I'm working on it. Thank you so much for being there on the holidays. With that, I pass. 
Thank you, Hilda. Okay, Maria F., you're up. Good morning. It's Maria F. here, Dublin, Ireland. Um, thank you very much for the service and a happy holidays to everybody there this morning. Um, yeah, this speaks loud and clear to me. Uh, money. Yeah, I, I spent the way I ate. You know, I spent in excess. Always looking for more, you know, to find the next thing that might fix me, the next thing that might make me right. Um, yeah, and when I wasn't eating, I was spending, 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 shopping, you know, the next, just trying to look for the next right thing that would just make me feel better. Um, and it says here, you know, that uh, we make no bones about our drinking. We use, people usually know it anyway. And I thought that I was making a good job of keeping my eating secret. Uh, and people knew, you know, people knew, people could see the way I was eating. Uh, and they could certainly see the way that I was spending. Uh, and I would do this thing of buy, buy things in shops, you know, buy loads of things, then return them, go back and return them the next day. It was, I binge shopped. Uh, the same way I, I binge, I binge the food, uh, and it was actually in OA that I learned how to, how to budget money, how to budget money, how to have a budget around money, how to set aside money, uh, for different things, how to pay my bills, how to get honest with money, uh, yeah, and I have one more financial amend to make that I'll be making after Christmas, and yeah, there's great relief in that, uh. Yeah, and just knowing that I that I'm prudent today with my money, that I um I know yeah, I don't owe money today, thank God. Um and God provides, knowing that God will provide for me, but I need to take the action, you know, and leave the rest up to God. God has always provided for me. Um so I leave it up to him. You know, somebody said yesterday in this in, in God's world, you know, but I, I certainly need to do my part. Yeah, so thanks very much this morning. And I'll pass. Thank, thank you, Maria F. And we have two minutes if someone has a burning desire to jump in. Janice B. Go ahead, Janice. Thank you. Good morning, visionaries. This is Janice B., recovered compulsive overeater. And um, I, uh, I, I didn't think I was going to share this morning, but um, thinking about money and making amends. And, you know, all of these amends, all of, all, of, all of this step nine is about cleaning off the street, cleaning off my side of the street and living in reality. You know, like with money, I never wanted to look at, I, 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 I never wanted to see the truth. You know, um, I I would um, spend money and um, that I didn't have using credit and um, as a way of trying to fill myself, which could never be filled with with things, and um, and then not wanting to not not living not living within my means um that's the truth you know what 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 can i afford and so um 
so the beginning of living in reality is uh, dealing with 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 the mess that I made, and um, and I'm so grateful that now I um, and I'm I'm not perfect. I'm going to say now, but I'm not perfect at this. You know, I'm a 68 year old woman and. Uh, soon will be retiring and I have to look at like um I'm sorry but that's time please okay all right thank you and I pass okay well thank you and thank you to everyone who shared this morning and everyone who did service for the month of December appreciate your help in making this meeting possible please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing and the share ID for today, December 25th, 2019, 7 a.m. meeting is 13,872. That's 13872. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Cynthia C. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hi, this is Cynthia C., compulsive reader and food addict, recovered compulsive reader and food addict. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come. If your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you have not got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Thank you for your service.